bubble as you clutch a red dragon? A bearded woman punches from behind her flagon. A dead bog all around? You're sinking in the sand. An important contract turns to ash in your hands? The conductor sits alone, bored in the caboose. You know what might liven his day? Cauldron juice. So if you recall, you were all being very com- contemplative in uh, the mess hall after uh, seeing a, an almost stabbing. Bubba, the, uh, he was head of security on the boat, a dwarf man. He got a knife pulled on him by Marius, who was the first officer. And she was talking about how sick she was of, of the way things were. And we got a little bit of a, a thing going on in the ship, a little bit of contention. Uh, Hecuba came in to see you guys when everybody else had left. She set down her bag on the table and and opened it up, and there were uh, the two gems. Because Hecuba has decided that it's time that you guys learn a little bit more about how this works. It's about time. She uh, she pulls it out and uh, she, or she pulls out uh, open her bag, and there's the green one and the purple one. The purple gem. Must have been the one to open the portal. Am I right? And the green one opens one that is yet to be opened. Wait, what? There are five portals to other worlds. The portals were made by the ancient dwarven people who tapped into the magic deep into the earth, pulled it up like a wellspring from within, and crafted their magics around it. Can we enter into those other worlds? Certainly, certainly. My people did for a long time. I do not know why the portals were closed, and I do not know why the keys were spread out into the world, but it was part of Master Sor's order to keep them separated. Because of my closeness with my half-brother, I know some small part in, in what we have to play. This gives reason. Why then have they been closed so long that dragons vanished from this world? Well, dragons, I don't think, definitely not as present as maybe they once were. But there are still rarely dragons in this world. But now I imagine there are many, many more. I didn't see how many came out of that portal, but I do not wish you to tell me. Are you saying that... One of these opened a portal that let out all those dragons I saw? Yes, that's right, Anthel. Does, does that mean that one of you let out all of these dragons? Sal puts her hands on the table and like slowly gets to her feet, and she goes, What? No, we did not open the portal. We were there, but we didn't know what was happening, and we tried to stop. We were attacked by the people who opened the portal. One Make of... a deception check. Wait, weren't we? We didn't do it. <laughs> One of our companions deceived us. So if you uh, if you go back and listen, uh, both Aziza and Kosov were like, 
do it do it <laughs> do it right but i meant we tried to stop like the group itself like we we fought uh, them uh agaba says yes uh that is uh, the order of the dragon club i never understood why they named themselves that but uh, <laughs> They they are intent on reopening the portals, and they are a most mysterious order. So how, Why? how did you guys get a hold of these of these magnificent stones? Because I have a powerful sleight of hand check. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, so uh, Hecuba says I don't know how you all came across the purple stone, but I am the keeper of the green stone, and once I encountered you all and Tam here, I decided I must take it with me. Hmm. All right, then. She leans over and picks up the green stone. It looks like it is how it's cut, how this gem is cut, is like rapidly changing in geometry. So it's no longer pure pear-shaped teardrop? Right, right. So it was smooth, and now it's changing between like perfectly, it's like flashing between perfectly square and then having many sides and and everywhere in between strange so it's like a polymorph she well she holds it up and it stops and it, and it's set to be many-sided this is the searching stone the holder can direct it and it will tell you how close you are getting for example she leans out with the stone and looks uh, aziza in the face and concentrates and the stone in her hands decreases in the number of sides it has slowly until it is a cube, basically, with a with a little round bottom. And she says, the closer I get to my goal, whatever it is, the fewer sides the stone will have. And then she, like, breaks eye contact and the stone goes back to having many sides. And then when she sets it back down on the table, it goes smooth like the purple stone. The other property is by getting a little bit of dwarven blood on it, and you can see where the other stones are in the world. We saw, we experienced Tam do this. Yes, I, I showed you all how to do that. But it's not specific just to Tam. No, no, it's not. It's a- any dwarven blood. So I have a question. To our people. Certainly, I will try to answer. Why were the dragons then waiting at the gate? I'm not certain how or why the gate released the dragons. And I don't think that's neither here nor there. But I think what we can expect is for the other portals to open to more chaos. We must stop this as fast as possible. Hecuba looks like really exasperatedly over at Anthol. Uh, Captain Obvious over here. (laughs) 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 She picks up the purple stone. She holds it out towards Xander. Xander, you feel a very difficult to explain feeling within you. (laughs) As though you are much older and shorter and your skin is wrinkly. And then the feeling passes. And this is the stone of language. It can break barriers between problems and communicating. Why couldn't you guys use that when you were battling goblins? And I was KO. Oh, I'm sorry. We didn't know what it did. (laughs) No no one tried. No one let Uh, me touch it. Well, you don't count. She she puts it on the the wooden table and slides it over to Xander. Try to communicate something to me without words. Okay. Um, I'm thinking of a card, a playing card. Really? 
can you not seriously think of anything fucking better? We're on a ship. <laughs> uh, she she guesses. She says, "Yes, I, I I do see how this could be used in card tricks and gambling." She's thinking of the Jack of Clubs at the moment. You are absolutely correct. Oh my goodness! She uh, reaches out for you to slide it back over to her, and I slide it back. Okay. Ooh. She puts it back on her bag. Um, there are five stones, two of which. Who has them or where they might be? But that means you know where the third one is. I have an idea. Well, we have saw the map. Yes. Uh, we, we can look at the map again. I didn't take a close look at it of, of any note when we last pulled it up. But the last stone... I, I, the other stones are not shaped quite the same as these two. But the white stone Master Sore held on to it. And so I would imagine that it is probably still near him, wherever... His remains? He was last. We would have seen it. We burned his body. Well, that's the only clue I have to go off of. Hmm. But he would not tell me what it did, only that he had it. Perhaps it's in the remains of the or monastery. She goes back, she, she like, uh, takes the two gems out of the bag again and, and puts them on the table and says, I don't think any one person should have these. And you can decide among yourselves whether you keep responsibility or trade it. But I think I'm done holding on to these for now. And she puts them on the table, and she backs up from them and sits down in a squeaky chair. I will take the one that does uh, telepathy. It does what? It does that you can communicate telepathy. It's not straight telepathy, but okay. So you're going to take the purple one. I kind of shoot a, a look over to Sal. Sal looks at you and shakes her head. Like, no, don't do it. I just stay there. I don't feel comfortable carrying one of these, so someone else wants the other one. Okay, your your option is either me or you, so... Uh, we don't trust you. <laughs> maybe... Well, well my vote is Anthel, if we had to pick. I, I'm giving, like, a really, really hard look at Tam right now. I mean, we might as well leave it one with one of the dwarves, in case we need to use dwarven blood to find the others. We, we give it to Tam. Take the green gem. That makes sense. Okay. Hecuba says, well, I'm I'm satisfied with that. I think uh, the rest of you, like, everybody goes to bed and uh, ha- has a good sleep. And I think that basically for the next uh, week or so, you all are on this boat and you're asked to do various things, but basically either from direct orders from the captain or through uh, somebody who takes orders from the captain so some of you may have received orders from marius the the elf who you know you guys saw pull the knife um some of you maybe from bubba who the knife got pulled on some of you maybe like uh kosef you're probably working with blanchette who's uh the head of navigation who works with the captain a lot since you've you know you've been sailing before and you guys all help keep the ship uh spit shape aziza has many nightmares along the way <laughs> oh yeah. So <laughs> that's referring to the uh the Halloween episode which is like basically a really bad dream that Aziza had because she's scared of water. <laughs> I really wish I was there for that. Oh man, it was really good. So, I think you guys uh I, I would take a lot more time to to show this, but I think we're going to get on to like 
what happens next, but Woo. yay. You guys would see more and more of of like the little details of contention among the crew. Um that there's kind of like almost like a faction that divides up. Um Bubba who's head of security he is clearly the captain's man through and through, but even his wife is unsure. I think you would see the captain making mistakes, um, telling somebody to go do something when somebody else was already doing it. You would see the captain looking at like leisure books and and being and like being incredibly frustrated, scratching things out and rewriting them, muttering to himself. Blanchett, who's uh, helps him with navigation, w- would be right there by his side. Um, but probably looks concerned about the captain, about how he's doing things. You guys are all on different parts of the ship one evening. By this point, the sun has gone down. You guys are basically in the middle of the ocean, headed towards Rook Glen. Um, All of you from various parts of the ship hear uh, a scuffle up on the top deck. I head there immediately. And don't forget the... um, the goblinoids, they're kind of in this big crate, this big empty crate on the on the top of the deck. They get their own like place. They're they're up there too. And and you would see a lot of them throughout the ship, uh hiding in holes and getting into things they weren't supposed to be in. <laughs> I am stealthily going towards the source of the noise. Okay. Make a stealth check. That's gonna be an eight. You maybe hide behind um, or d- down under the stairs and try to get a good look. A couple people bump into you and run past you as they go up the stairs and they easily see you and they see that you're kind of lurking around. So I think you all go up on deck. Marius and a couple of the other crew, including uh, Kosif, you'll note, uh, Kel, who was the, the halfling who watched you and... Uh, Ebony. Ebony do do a little drink off. Yes. Kel's standing behind Marius along with a couple of other crew members. Marius is looking at the captain and, and b- basically yelling at him. We've had enough. We're not going to Rooklyn. We're not going to Rooklyn, Hooten. We know we can get better pay in Morty. And the captain goes, we, we cannot do that, Marius, and I will not have you defy me. God, you think my pirate voice was good, but no, it's just not. <laughs> <laughs> What what explanation do you have for why we go to Brooklyn instead of, of Morty? Hooten says, you know very well that the goods there are often stolen, resold. It's not good business. And Mary says, what is that our problem? We will get paid practically five times the amount. Wow. Like the ears perk up around this the circle up on deck. And even some of the little goblinoid things have come out to like watch see what's going on. Aziza, maybe we should just like sit this one out. It really doesn't seem like our business, you know? Well, we need to go to Rookclen, don't we? Yeah. As as he says that to Aziza, I rush forward into their, like, direct vicinity, and I say, We were promised passage to Rookclen. I think we should see that through. Damn it. She says, (laughs) You're an idiot. Well, unluckily for you, it looks like that deal's about to change. I'm going to sneak around somewhere because I think things are going to get bad really fast. I am going to walk up to her and be super scary and actually use intimidation. Okay, you can make an intimidation roll if you'd like. 17 plus 6. So what do you, how do you want to intimidate her? 
I walk straight up to her and look at her with my eyes, horns pointed straight at her, and say, we're going to Brooklyn. She doesn't say anything for a moment and looks at you and kind of looks down and turns a little bit as if she was about to turn away. And then she pulls out her sword. And so do four other four other of, of the people around her, including Cal um, Silas, who is the, uh, the kind of a sneaky elf who's, who's on board. Um, Bubba, Bubba, he says, Charity, no! Okay, wait. I think I should get an advantage on this roll because I roll... I should get an advantage on my first attack because theoretically I should have intimidated her way more than that. Um, I will give you on your next roll against Marius, you can have advantage. Okay. Uh, the, the deal is that you can't... If somebody is convinced of something and you're trying to convince them otherwise... If it would be impossible, you can't do it, right? You rolled really well, but she was she was dead set. She'd rather face the consequences, Mars. <sighs> Apparently. As they pull out their swords, I'm going to pull out mine too. And I'm still sneaking. All right. Yep. I think I think the boat rocks and uh <laughs> Tam leans over the side and, and pukes <laughs> because uh Tam Tam is sick still. Um, so Tam, Tam like rushes blow deck and is going to be out of this. But um, <laughs> so uh, Kosef, what are you doing? I'm gonna kind of back up toward the the way down. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna check on Tam and make sure she's okay. You know, I'm, I'm worried about her. Uh, him, him, him. I mean, um, as can I bitch slap him with magic? Is that a thing? <laughs> um, <laughs> It's a level three spell, actually. There's there's a big orc man, and he has he was one of the people who pulled out his sword. Uh, he sees you trying to follow Tam, and he holds out his sword to block your way. Ooh, oh man, shit. I'm just checking my friend. You guys do your thing. This ain't my business. He motions you. He goes <laughs> back back on the deck. You can't okay. squeeze your way out of everything. Back on the deck. Back on the deck. I uh, I put my hands upward in, in a non-threatening manner and back <laughs> slowly up on back toward the deck. Okay, the captain, he's like, enough of this. Enough of this. Enough. Marius, you want control of the ship. I'll give it to you if it what? means avoiding bloodshed. And she goes, good, I expected as much from you. I think from the side, Bob <laughs> the cook tackles Marius to the ground and I think at that point all goes into chaos. And uh, Bubba pulls out his sword. Ebony pulls out her sword. There's a couple of the people on deck who are backing up out of the way. And I'll have you all roll initiative. Now, we're going to do a special initiative here. I rolled a natural 20. Boom. Well, you you won't be rolling a d20 for your initiative. Ah. Grant, why do you have to make the rules Mark, so complicated? He, Mark, I'm Mark, so new sent, to D and D. He sent us a thing on this like a week ago. Yes, and I didn't read it. Well, whose fault is that? All right. So here's how this is going to work. You'll be rolling what you want to do on your turn. Okay. So if you want to do an action or attack with something that takes a D six, you'll roll a D six. If you want to attack with something that uh, uses a d8, like uh, Xander, you have a rapier. If you want to use that rapier to attack, you'll roll a d8. If you, if 
for example, you want to move. Uh, and so movement is also going to be an additional D6 on top of whatever the other thing you do is. So let's say Aziza wanted to move and cast magic. Magic is a D12. So Aziza would roll a D12 and a D6. And then that's the total of your initiative for this round. And I'll, and I, and I won't, uh, I won't be keeping track of the initiative. You'll get your initiative number. And then I'm going to start calling out numbers. And when, when I get to your number, you're going to let me know it's your turn. Okay, so where's our bonus coming to all of this then? Because like I have a dexterity bonus and a strength bonus and uh-huh. all sorts of fun bonuses. Yeah. The bonuses on your weapon will be to hit. That won't be for your turn. Okay. Your initiative modifier, it'll say like plus two or plus three. Whatever that number is, let's say it's plus two. Okay. You can subtract that from your roll. So I'm going to count up. I'll go I'll go 0, 1, 2, 3, and then, Elliot, if you rolled a 6 total and you have a plus 3 to dex, you'll subtract that 3 from okay. 6. You'll be number 3. Does that make sense? Um, yes. <laughs> Does anybody so have any questions? Just real quick, like as an example, I want to swing my sword and attack somebody. I'd roll a d6, and then I'd minus my initiative bonus. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. If you also movement is like additional, so like the attack or the action, that's one die. Okay, yeah. you can change what you do once it's your turn. Like based on what happens during combat, you can do something else. But at the beginning, you have to think, what do I intend to do? And if you intend to move and attack with a short sword, you'd roll a d6 for movement and a d6 for the short sword. And then you total those and subtract your modifier. Then right? Yeah, that's right. Yep. Okay, so what about my bonus action then? Do I have to like roll for that also? No, bonus actions you can do on your turn as a bonus. They don't count towards this. Okay. okay. There, there's only there's only two dice you'd be rolling. One for the either attacker action you want to do, and then one for movement. Movement will always be a d6. Actions like general actions will always be a d6, and then you'll also uh, like if you don't want to do an action, you want to attack you'll roll that die that, that you attack with. So but yeah. the, the special case is magic, right? Magic is a D12. Right. I think so. Cool. Okay. Are we are, are we good? I'm yep. looking at your text with all the rules right now, so I think we can do it. <laughs> okay. So everybody roll for themselves. I'm not gonna keep track. You keep track of your own number and I'll announce and, and I'll announce the numbers. Okay. Got it? Yep. Wait, uh quick question. So if he, if I mean if I subtract my modifier at the end and it's just zero. It's not going to be like negative. <laughs> no, it will be negative. Yeah. Oh, if shit. you go below zero, that's fine. I, I'll basically start out at like negative five. Like it doesn't, it, it just yeah, is yeah. going to determine how quick you are. It's not really, okay. doesn't make, it. make a big difference in terms of the game. Got it. Yep. So if you want to do less, like if you don't want to move and you want to attack with a dagger, you'd only roll a D4. So you're probably going to pull out your dagger and stab somebody faster than they can move and do magic yeah right? yeah got it yeah but it's not okay. guaranteed okay so everybody good yep yeah yeah okay so roll initiative for the first round and i'm gonna roll initiative as well so i think what we have on deck is five people charity the dwarf Silas the half elf kel the halfling aranda the orc and marius the elf um, I don't expect y'all to keep track of that, um, but I'll let you know who's attacking you and where they are. Yeah, yeah. 
Bob just tackled Marius, and Marius chucks Bob off of her because Bob is light and bony and old <laughs> and gets to her feet. Yep. Negative five, negative four, negative three. Okay, that's me. Okay. So what are you doing? I am going to sneakily dash, if I can do that, behind something where somebody's not going to see me so I can do a sneak attack a little bit later. Uh, I think you can run, I think you can dash and run away. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it is night, but like people can see everybody else. There would be torches on the posts. Um, okay. So what's near Marius then? If she's like throwing Bob off and everything like that. Is there like something that I can hide behind that's near here that I can just stab her from? So I think the layout of the boat is as follows. You guys are in the, uh, front section of the of the deck of the lower deck there are two upper decks on either end of the boat okay so there are some stairs up to where you steer and stairs up to the back those are both decks there are two masts in between the masts is the big crate where the goblinoids are you guys are in front of those two masts there's a little bit of space there are a couple of staircases on either side that go down into the lower decks and under the front high up deck, that's the captain's quarters, and that door is shut. Good so okay. far? Yeah, yeah, I'm good so far. So where's Marius? Where's where's everybody in relation to all of this? Okay, so I think um, all of the rest of you are around, basically in a circle around where Marius and the other uh, mutiny mutineers are. And they would kind of be all next to each other. Yeah, I, I stepped forward though, didn't I? You you did. So you're kind of amidst them. But did, yeah. you, did you pull out your sword? I, I did when uh, when they got when she got tackled and everyone else pulled out their sword. So did I. So I think you'd be uh, Anthel would be close to Aranda the Orc, who's larger than him. You'd have between you and Marius uh, Xander. There would be the halfling Kel, small. Okay. So I am going to move to the crate, and then I'm going to take my bonus action to hide. So you rolled for movement when you rolled? Yeah. So you're going to move to the behind the crate, away from the action, and just duck out behind there? Yes, I am going to hide. Okay. Kel sees you turn tail and immediately turns away, assuming that you're running away. That's why I was trying to sneakily do this. Well, everybody's kind of on guard at this point. If you can come up with something cool, or <laughs> I, I might, I'll give it to you. But I mean, we're on a deck; people are ready to fight. Okay, fine. Then he can follow me, but I'm going to kill him. No, Kel Kel's a woman, and she does not follow you. She assumes that you're turning tail. Okay, perfect. I'm going to like I'm going to basically run away. Then I thought she was going to follow me. So perfect. No. I'm going to be hiding no. then behind the crate. Okay. Okay. Negative two. Me. Go ahead. The the orc you said that's nearest me, right? Yeah. Is Aranda? Yep, Aranda. Aranda, and I'm assuming he has his sword or whatever drawn. He does, yeah. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to try to get a cheap shot on him with my sword, and I'm going to use. Well, I've I've one other question: Is the captain vulnerable in all of this to be killed? Um, I think that he is still put like putting his hands up and trying to like stop you guys from doing anything. Um, he, he has not pulled, he has a sword at his hip, but he's not pulled it out. Yeah. Well, he, that, he, that's he, kind of my question. Like, is it possible for him to die in this situation? It's possible for anybody to die in this situation. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to take a cheap shot with my sword 
or like shield bash. I guess not shield bash. I'm gonna like swing my sword at uh, the orc, and I'm gonna use my bonus action for rally on the captain, giving him extra HP. Um, how much HP does that give him? I think you roll a lot. So I roll my D8 for my superiority die plus my charisma mm-hmm. modifier. Okay, do it. So three plus one four. Not much, but enough. And do you you want to make the attack yes, on that, the orc? Yes, I made a yes. Yeah, go ahead. Roll roll a D20 and add your attack bonus. Fourteen. You lunge out and you do barely connect. Um, you scrape along his armor. Go ahead and uh, roll for damage. Uh, six. You, you, uh, slice open his ribs and he, he looks up to the sky and roars and it's like a deep lion roar. Like it, it hits you in the gut. <laughs> Ooh, kind of scary. Um, negative two, negative one, zero. Me. Kosif. With my hands still up in the air, I'm going to skirt the danger and head toward the stern of the ship. You can easily move away. Nobody is blocking you from that side. Cool. Once I get there, I kind of like lower my hands like partway, not all the way, but like most of the way. Yeah. So you're near the back. I think you passed, um, you passed Xander as you go back, uh, along the crate. Hmm. And you're probably, you've backed out of sight. Perfect. (laughs) That's all I'm doing. Okay. I think that was one, right? Uh, That was zero. You were at zero. One, two... Okay. <laughs> so I would like to cast Bleed Ward on um, Marius. On Marius? Yes. Marius is the elf who is the uh, first mate who's leading the mutiny. <laughs> right. And Wait. But sh- so you want to cast a protective spell? No. Bl- oh, Blade Ward. I'm sorry. I thought I said Firebolt. <laughs> I meant <laughs> Firebolt. That is what I intended. I was like, what are you doing? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Surprise. I meant Blade Ward. Aziza betrays the group. I know. No, I don't. You you didn't mean Blade Ward. You meant Firebolt. I meant Firebolt. Makes a little more sense. Okay. So go ahead and make a, a ranged spell attack against, uh, against her. So I rolled a natural 20. So you hit and you do double damage. So go ahead and roll for damage. Right, which, which is a d10. So I rolled a seven. You chuck this huge fireball at her. Like, uh, like, how do you want to throw it? How do you want to do this? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm super furious at this point, and I'm super scary. And I, like, make this int- huge firebolt. Like, huge. Like, probably three. I mean, you're not going to burn me, Mars. Shit, careful. I mean, it's not... It's not a fireball spell. There's a spell well, called a fireball, fire which bolt. is a huge. I mean, it's fire like bolt. a long, yeah. sharp-looking, flaming thing, and it's bigger than one that you guys have ever seen me cast. And it is. So you're and gonna it's throw like, like a professional yeah. picture. Well, I have it like hovering <laughs> above my head, right, creating it, and then I, when I cast, then it goes straight at her. <laughs> okay, so you like you full on like. Hold, like lift it up above you and then pull it down in between both your hands totally exactly like a pitcher would you like look at her lift your leg <laughs> up and chuck it <laughs> and it just hits her full in the chest and uh, like the, the silvery armor she was mm-hmm. wearing is charred and, and she lets out uh, like a <sighs> like, like the wind got knocked out of her 
Dude, I just hit her for 14 damage. Just the wind got knocked out of her? <laughs> Are you kidding me? That Well, that's what you see happen, okay. but you fucking burned her. <laughs> yeah, she should be burning to death right now. <laughs> just because just because you have 14 health doesn't mean everybody does, okay? Okay, and then and she uh stumbles back a bit and she rolls forward. At the same time, Aranda the orc strikes at Anthel. At the same time as that, Silas and Charity, they strike out at Sal. Kel runs around, runs after Kosif. So We'll start with Marius. Marius does a front roll on the deck and lunges upward at Aziza. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, that's 20 to hit. So that'll, that'll hit. Wait, who is coming at me? Marius. Marius. The, the, one you just, the one you just hit with a huge smote of flame. Cool. Yeah, is he still one. on fire? <laughs> she. 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 Um, she's smoldering. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that's great. She lunges up and uh, connects, and it sinks deep into your leg, and you take four damage. Okay. Ooh. The orc, Aranda, attacks Anthel. Yes. Uh, for 13, does that hit? Nope, my armor class is 16. You move out of the way, and because you're ready for it. Yeah. The pain, the pain you... you Hit him with is uh, distracting him. I'm I'm agile, nimble on my feet, peeps. Let's see, Aranda, Aranda, and no, sorry. Uh, oh, Silas and Charity both take swings at Sal. She dodges the elves, uh, but takes a hit in in the arm from uh, from Charity, the who's Bubba's wife. Mm. Bubba, he he calls out, Charity, no. And he runs up to her and tries to stop her. She knocks him out of the way. No problem. Um, (laughs) I'm going to have to kill the bookkeeper. Feels man. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Xander, I'm going to give you a chance to make a stealth check. Because as Kel is going to come around this crate, you need to either figure out a way to hide or, or get up on top of the... Um, the crate or or up into the crow's nest. You need to do something to right, I mean, stay out of the way, which is what you wanted. Right. Well, I wanted to hide, and that's kind of like the whole thing, um, because that was my bonus action right there. But um, my that's going to wind up being fifteen. Yeah, I think you can do what you want to do. Do you just want to go around the back, or do you want to go? I want to hide so that way, because nest? like my whole thing right here is that as Kel's running by, like I don't want Kel to know that I'm there, but I'm going to be making an attack on her because honestly, like she thought I was just running away, right? So wouldn't she be surprised if she were all of a sudden ambushed right there? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Perfect. okay. So I think you 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 have sense enough to go back all the way to the back of the crate. Um, I'm imagining the crate as like open in the front, and then the other five sides of this cube are closed. So that it's like just the one front side facing the front mast is open. Mm-hmm. And all the goblinoids have a full view to the action on the front deck. <laughs> so you go back behind the back of the crate. And uh, where did you go, Kosif? Um, I was just going to head as far back on the ship as I could, pretty much. Like, maybe not all the way to okay. the, the very end, but near the you helm go, or something. You want to go up to the... Are you running up the back deck onto the higher back deck? 
Yeah, I'll do that. Okay, so you run up there, and Kel is is running after you toward the stairs, and that will give uh, Xander an opportunity okay, attack. Okay, so I roll for my d20 on that one? Yep. And it's a sneak attack, so you get lots of and, things, but I have not kept track okay, of it. And, so so, and are we agreeing that she's of the surprise status because she's being ambushed right now? Yeah, I would agree. All right, yeah. perfect. So that's going to be 18. To hit? Yeah, to hit. Yeah, you'll, you'll connect okay, with Okay, so now since she's surprised that status... Um, everything is going to be double because this is a critical hit because she's surprised because I'm assassin. Cool. Okay. So that is going to be. So Are you adding your sneak attack? I'm, your two d six to the roll. Sneak attack. So the first one was a five. So that's going to be nine plus another five. So nine plus five is fourteen. Doubling that's going to be for twenty eight. Okay. You lunge out as she is running past. You slip between two. Uh, pieces of her armor that connect uh, under her right arm as she runs past you. She's on, you know, she's on the uh, right side of the boat, but running back to the back. So she's, you're on her right. You slip not just between her armor, but through her ribs, and you feel your raper ear go all the way through her chest. Oh no, that would hurt like a motherfucker. <laughs> and as you pull back your sword. Kel becomes limp, and this halfling, this very small halfling woman, collapses onto the deck and slides a bit. She's completely motionless. You're going to piss off Elrulian, though. Yeah, and actually, so Elrulian is, um, she is looking up, looking down from the uh, front deck, the top front deck, um, at, at the action, not engaging in it. Elrulian was watching Kel. So Elrulian is a, is an elf woman and and they were they were partners on the ship. They were dating and and I think as you do that Xander, you hear an incredibly loud and high-pitched scream from somewhere at the front of the deck. He was cradle robbing. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I mean <laughs> Oh my gosh. Wow. Uh, they're both Wait, he? They're both she. they're both women. Oh, um, my bad. She was cradle robbing. Uh, <laughs> so they they were of equivalent maturity. Uh, Elrulian is an elf, <laughs> and Kel a halfling. But they they were. She's still four times her um, age. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um. So. <laughs> Age doesn't matter, damn it. Well, I guess you fixed that problem, didn't you? Uh, I can't handle this right now. Uh, and I'll have you all roll initiative for a new round. Oh, fuck. Okay. A quick question. Yep. How close is Sal to me, based on where I'm at and she is? That's um, gonna... she's, probably, she, she's probably 10 feet away. Okay, so not too far. Right. Okay. How do you feel about that murder, Xander? <laughs> Part of the job, right? That wasn't that was an assassination. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, Kosif, did you did you see did you see that happen, Kosif, or were you busy running away? Um, I think when I hear the scream, I was I was planning on my turn to say that I I looked back in response to it, and so I assume I unless there's anything blocking my view, I assume I would have seen Kel fall to the ground. And Xander pulling out a sword. Well, that changed somebody's loyalty. 
Okay. Um. Uh, negative five to zero. Uh, I have a negative two. Okay, you're first. I am going to be moving back towards where Kosef is. Okay, so you're going to go up onto the higher deck at the back of the ship. Yes. Okay, there's stairs on the right and on the left um, that lead up to the back deck, just like the front deck. You would have known that Anthel was on the left side of the ship, as was Sal, and you, the orc last you saw, and on more on the right side of the ship was Aziza and Marius. I'm going to go t- towards the right side. I'm assuming this is all this inverted for me. I'm going to go on the side that has Aziza and Marius on it. Okay, the side that you already had come around, basically. Crap, well, which side did Kosef go up? Kosef also went up that side. Yeah, so, um, okay, so if the boat is facing forward, if you're looking at the boat and, you're, and, you're, and it's like you're looking at a top-down view and it's facing to the north, uh, on the right side... On the, at the front of the deck, that's Aziz, where Aziza and Marius are right now, kind of in the middle of this front deck, in front of the crate, right on the right side. Um, and then on the left side of this front deck, or this lo- this lower deck in the front, is Sal and Anthel. Kel is on the right side of the deck, on her face, near the back stairs that go up to the back deck, and those are the same stairs that. Uh, yeah, the Kosafrana. Okay, so I'm going to be going to those stairs. Okay, so yeah, okay. Um, you step over, <laughs> you step over Kel, and you go up the stairs. Ugh. And then for my bonus action, can I just like, is there anywhere for me to hide up there? There is a railing that goes around. That is the bottom half of the railing is like solid, or it's like solid wood, and then the top half of the railing is like bars. So you could duck behind, duck down, and you'd be hard to see. That's... Can I, real quick? Yeah. As you come up the stairs, uh, you see that I'm holding on. I haven't drawn my weapons, but I'm holding on to the hilts, and I'm staring at you and your bloodied sword, and I'm clearly, like, in a very defensive position. I don't say anything, but I'm just, like, staring <laughs> at you. By the way, the ship's wheel is back up here with you guys. Up on the deck. Right. <laughs> I would hope so. Okay, uh, zero to five. Assuming um, you're done, Xander. I've got two actors. I've got a two and a three. Who, who else is moving zero to five? I've got I've got a two. Okay. What's your initiative bonus? Uh, plus four. You will go first. All right. So I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to take this orc guy out because he looks intimidating to me as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna make another attack roll. Yeah. Um, go ahead. That's an eighteen plus my bonus. For my short sword is six, so let's say twenty-four to hit. Yeah, that's a hit. All right, little damage, and that is a six. Oh wait, sorry, I rolled a six plus three from my sword, so that's a nine. You slice up at him again, and uh, as you're going up up his chest, you also slice uh, into his cheek as as your sword flings out. He he like reaches up and touches it as as you do it, and blood comes away, and it's like a thick blue. Ooh. Nasty. For my bonus, I'm going to yell over to Sal and be like, get out of here or something. I don't know. Get out of here? <laughs> yeah. She, or she she's like, like, we're on a boat. I know. She's going to roll her eyes at me. She's going to kick me. <laughs> yeah, later. yeah she, exactly. She, she like raises her eyebrows and rolls her eyes dramatically at you and lunges out at uh, Charity and Silas. 
she misses both of them. They they move out of the way easily. But uh, then, who's this? Um, they're going to strike back at her. Silas misses, and Charity hits her once again. And uh, she, she involuntarily yells out in pain as Sal takes a, a hit with a sword. Oish. Marius is now on you, Aziza, and she <laughs> swings out at you with her sword. Oh, that's a nat 20. Pierces your shoulder for 12 damage. Okay. How much health do you have overall, Mars? I have 23. Holy shit. We're all gonna die. That's the idea. You guys better figure something out. Um, <laughs> I think that at this point, Elrulian, uh, watching Kel's death, runs down the stairs and pulls out her sword, just as like sprinting down the deck toward <laughs> Kel. Uh, the captain... is in his captain quarters with the shut door. He yep exactly he goes he like dashes to his captain's quarters and shuts the door behind him shit and immediately yeah immediately out of there uh, comes Blanchette and he he's got like a club but he doesn't look like he's too proficient with it <laughs> who is is it uh, five to ten um I am in five to ten okay Kosov did you go this turn uh oh sorry I had a one okay well you can act now if you want to. As I'm looking at Xander, I say, so you don't bat an eye, it's theft, and you clearly have no problem with murder. Why sh- should we trust you? What the fuck? <laughs> oh, oh my god, I'm sorry. We're so over this. Uh, Dude, so over this. <laughs> Help me! Are you kidding me? There's <laughs> mutiny right now, and I just saved your life. I don't. I wasn't too worried about a halfling. I think I could have handled it without like having to... Take oh their my life. god, we've got a pacifist on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> well, what would you have proposed? I think maybe we could have found a solution that didn't involve people losing their lives, or at least as few lives as possible. Are you kidding me? There's people fighting on the boat right now. Do you really think people are going to have a peaceful, like a peaceful solution? They were open to it at first. Aziza, go ahead. Okay, so I'm going to roll a d20 for... Whether I hit or not, right? Um, it depends on what you're doing. I'm going to cast um, Scorching Ray. And Scorching Ray can be cast at three different targets. Yep. So two of them I'm going to cast at Marius, and one of them towards uh, whoever Anthel is fighting. What's his name? Or uh, The orc? The orc. Or, uh, Aranda. Aranda. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you, Mars. Okay, so make a make a roll a d twenty and add your uh, spell attack bonus for each hit. So and are you you're casting? You have to cast this at second level, so you'll use a second level slot. Yes. Okay, so my first roll to hit was a fifteen plus my. You said it's spell attack bonus, which is six. So yeah, that's that's a hit. Okay, then the second one. So that'll be um, Marius. Yep. Okay, then the second one um, was a twelve plus six, so eighteen. Also at Marius. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then an 18 plus 6. Jesus. I've been yeah, rolling did. really well tonight. Roll the, <laughs> roll, uh, go ahead and roll 4d6 for the damage to Marius, and then 2d6 for the damage so, to uh, the orc. 3 plus 2 Damn. plus 3 Okay. plus 4. 
Okay, so you do 12 damage to Marius, and blast her with uh, just this fire blast right in front of you, and then the last one goes up over her and hits um, Aranda the Orc for how much? Seven. Okay. Yeah, on top of the the slice up his face, the orc um, you, you singe like the right side of his face and his ear, and he and he shouts out and grabs at it. God, um, so dude, health. how much health does he have? <laughs> He's huge. He's a fucking huge orc. <laughs> so we should obviously be trying to trip him off the boat. Where's the goblin chieftain? He's obviously the best at pushing people off boats. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, a quick question. Uh, uh-huh. So Xander and Kosif are not within earshot of me, I'm assuming? You could yell, but otherwise, no. Okay, but I could yell. Is Marius yeah. dead? No, sh- no, she's right in front of you. Right, I know. How Shit. much health does she have left? You I'm don't not know tell you how much health the the bad guys have. I'm never gonna tell you that. God damn it! That okay. is how not something the, the DM. Dude, I just did 14 plus 12 alone to this yeah, one person. She, she she looks like she's got burns all over her body. Her the clothes she's wearing underneath her armor are in tatters, and uh, her sword, like part of her sword, is like charred, um, and like half an eyebrow is missing. There, you happy? <laughs> yes, I'm happy now. Okay. Can I use another bonus action? Nope. nope. Everybody roll for okay. initiative again. So, quick question then to Grant. So, are Ziza and Marius, like, down the stairs that I'm hiding by, or are they on the front of the ship? Or on the opposite side of the ship? Opposite side. Um, Aziza and Marius are on the side. Yeah, you're, they're on the side you're okay, on. Okay, so which like- side is Marius facing? Is she facing towards the back of the ship, or is she facing towards the front of the ship? But they're at the front, right? I was imagining her facing toward kind of, like, the front... And back out into the sea. Um, so she would have seen El- Elrulian run down behind Aziza. And Aziza's like facing the crate. Okay. But would she be able to see me on this side if I were to sneak down and try stabbing her? No, but Elrulian is like dashing up the deck toward Kel, toward y- where you are. Okay, and the orc's on the other side? Yep, the orc and Anthel are on pretty much the other side, yeah, of the mast. Um, negative five through zero. Uh, I got a negative two. Okay. Act. All right. I'm going to take another swing at this orc. <laughs> okay. Do it. Um, okay. 23 to hit. <laughs> That's a hit. Wow. I know. <laughs> you guys are rolling well. 17 plus six. And my damage is only a six. You do six damage to him? Yep. Okay. I'll let him, sl- I'll let you slice him up in the way you want. He's not down though. All right, so I mean, I so I he looks bloodied. I sliced him. He looks hurt. I sliced him up last, right, with his cheek. Uh huh. I'm gonna bring my sword right down and try to hit him like on his shoulder, like between his neck okay. and his shoulder. Okay, yeah, you do, and and you definitely connect, but he's heavily armored up there. So what you end up doing is your sword becomes less of a slicing tool and more of a, a bludgeoning one. Like you brought a metal baseball bat down on his shoulder and he like leans off to the left as you hit it, hit his left shoulder and uh, shouts out at you. <laughs> so nobody has zero one. I've got a one. Oh, sorry. I have a one also. Okay. What's your initiative? Plus two. Okay. Then I'm moving first. Oh, this is El Rulian. Okay. Um, she is running up the deck and she leaps over, leaps over Kel 
as she grabs onto the railing of the stairs and and dashes up them and faces uh, the both of you, Xander and Kosif. Okay, so remember, I'm hiding right, right next I, to the thing. Did she, like, come up on top of the stairs? Yeah, she okay, did. Should I get, like, an opportunity attack for that? Because, like, I'm, like, poisoned, ready to, like, attack anybody coming up this thing. I th- I think you were just talking to Kosif. I'm not going to have her attack you, so I'm not going to give you an opportunity to attack. I think you were just talking to Kosif a s- second ago. This is all happening within, like, you know, a few seconds at a time. A round is only six seconds. So, like, okay. everybody's one turn, that happens within six seconds. Right. Okay. Um, to give you an idea of the time frame. Sorry for distracting you from more murder. But she screams out at the both of you, um, half a question, half not. <laughs> Which one of you? And you guys can say what you want if you want to. Um, but, okay, um, go ahead, Kosif. I think it's you. As she screams that, I, like, kind of, like, start to look at Xander, and I'm like, wait, there's nothing to be gained from, from us fighting. You can't bring her back. Like, like, you need to you need to stop. Okay, you say that to Xander. Or you say it to Elrulian. Um, make whatever kind of check you want. If you want to make a, a persuasion check or a performance check or performance, um, that doesn't matter. <laughs> so either <laughs> plus zero. Oh, eighteen. <laughs> she sl- she slows at your words. She doesn't attack you guys. She she stops and, and is breathing hard. And looks mad, but she stops. Um, two. Anybody have Me. two? I have two. Oh, thank God. Okay. I'm going to cast Bleed Word upon myself. I don't think that requires anything. Uh, you need to say nope, a thing. No, it's a cantrip. You, what, what, what do you say? I don't actually need to say anything. I use my hand to trace a signal of warning in the air. Um, you do. It's a verbal spell. Uh... You have a thing where you can spend a sorcery point to not say anything, but, you know, I'm going to make it cool. you got to say something. It's easier it can be, to say something. It could be a pretend word, or it can be a, a word that you choose. I say, let there bear be a barrier between us. Uh, until your next turn, you have resistance against uh, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. So that means halved, have damage. Three. Four. I have two actors on four. Um, Marius... And the orc. Ah, shit. The orc takes his great sword, this this massive sword, and comes down on you at you hard, Anthel. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> and uh, is sixteen to hit? My arm class is sixteen, so yes, I think that does mean it yep. hits, right? Yeah, attackers win on ties. So, yep. Okay, and he he crunches into you and hits you for nine damage. Okay. Marius brings up her hand at you. It's glowing. Aziza. Oh, oh, oh shit. <laughs> oh shit. She tries to reach out and, and touch you with, with her left hand. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, she rolled a natural one, so uh, <laughs> I think So she trips on a piece of rope on the deck. <laughs> well what I was gonna give you I was gonna give you a chance if you want to grab her wrist, I'll let you do that. Okay. And if you want to try to direct it back of her, stop hitting yourself. No. Um, if you want to try to <laughs> touch her own hand with herself, you can make an opposed strength check if you'd like. Do it. Do it. Yes, I would like to do that. Okay. She is pretty strong, though, I'm assuming. She is also severely wounded, so. So I rolled a 13. Yeah, she stops you and uh, wrenches her hand out of, out, of your, out of your wrist. But you very much stop her, uh, and, and she's a little off-put. Five. Six. I'm a seven. 
Okay, go ahead. All right, so I'm actually going to change my tactic around based off of what just happened. Um, so I'm going to talk to Lurian. And I love how they were having a conversation at the back. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so I'm going to word this very carefully. I'm making an apology. Xander honestly wouldn't feel sorry in this case, so this is all going to be a deception check. Okay. Um, but I'm going to say I am so sorry. Like you're acting on instinct or something. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, right, go ahead. I am so sorry. She was chasing after my friend and I was trying to protect him. Why has it come to this? Is that what she's <laughs> saying? Why has it come to this? No, that's just me. No, wrong. <laughs> make a roll. Sorry, that's that's Anthil being a dork. Okay. So am I making a roll for the deception check right here? Mm-hmm. All right, so that's going to put me at 17. Um, She believes your apology, but she's still mad. Um, She goes, this is bullshit. Why are we even doing this? The captain is wrong. He's a good man, but he doesn't know how to lead. We should be done with this before more deaths happen. She says... Help me convince the others. Let's just go to Mordi and sell the goods and go our separate ways. Kel and I have not been dating that long, and I'll miss her. But Grant's <laughs> <laughs> like trying to reprieve himself right here. He's uh, like, I honestly didn't look at their age. <laughs> when no, I wrote I them down. I had, no, I literally planned their age. If you're 115 as an elf, that's like early 20s <laughs> that's like the equivalency uh, i haven't been dating that long says an elf point that out okay <laughs> yeah yeah uh so she says and like she's like wiping a tear from her face oh no more of this help me stop the others let's sell our goods you all would take a hefty portion from this the the earnings okay <laughs> oh my god where are your morals, Xander? Oh my gosh, you wanted the peaceful solution. Charity and Silas attack Sal again, and they both hit. Jesus. And and Sal takes a couple of stab wounds and uh, is limping a little bit. She cuts back at Charity. Oh, I forgot about Bubba too. Bubba, Bubba would, um, he'll rush in at the orc, um, but Charity is, is, uh, not going to be hit by the weakened sow. Bubba's going to rush over and try to try to stab the orc as well. Um, but the orc is ready and knocks away his his blade. Okay, and I think um, that's the end of the round, so we're going to take a short break. Sweet. Cool. This is your DM Grant, and thank you so much for listening. I love that you're enjoying this episode because I spent a lot of time trying to make it good and enjoyable and just fun. Um, I'm so excited uh, because the next episode is all over the place. The players finally make it to land. That's episode 10. We have some single player episodes between those, but episodes 11. 12 and 13 they're some of the most exciting and important episode uh important episodes in the whole thing so anyway hey if you haven't checked out the single player episodes go give them a shot go listen go back and listen because they're a ton of fun you really get to see uh the individual players story you feel like to get you get to know them more and, you know, all of these people who play uh, in my silly campaign here, they're my friends. And so we have really good rapport and it's just a lot of fun. 
anyway, um, if you go back and you listen to the single episodes with Slain, you also see into the life of a Dragon Club member who the party absolutely hates, and at some point they will actually meet up. So, okay, I'll stop rambling. Um, enjoy the rest of the episode, and sorry in advance for the cliffhanger. Okay, love you, bye. Everybody roll initiative for a new round. Woohoo! I have to decide what I want to do. Dang it. Yes, you do. You may want to move away, but that'll be, that means you'll be slower. Right. I like the choice that this makes you have. Negative five through zero. I'm negative two. Negative one for me. And I'm zero. Okay, go ahead, Xander. All right, so I'm going to walk down the stairs with my blade still drawn towards um, Aziza and Marius. Okay, and then, so you step over Kel, Kel's body. Well, no, no, I'm up, I'm up on the um, deck with everybody right now. Okay. Right? So okay. I'm going down mm-hmm. towards Marius and Aziza, and I'm going to shout at Marius. Marius, what do you have to gain from this? The captain already gave you control of the ship. Make a persuasion check, please. You're good at that. Yeah, let's see what I'm actually at on this, though. I'm going to be a 10. Oh, ho, ho. I, I think she... Here's what you said, and you would see that she would have heard you, and she doesn't make any motion toward you. She's still eyes fixed on Aziza. Are you still... I'd, I'd let you continue to move down okay. to your full movement, which would be basically half the deck. Okay. <laughs> Since you have control of the ship, we can go and sell your goods at your island. We don't have to go to Rookland. Go ahead and make another... I'm making a deception check on that one. You, you are you, You're lying? <laughs> We're... Definitely, our party's dead set on going to Rookland, and we have a person in the navigating <laughs> chambers, and we have the uh, okay. a navigator. Aziza and Anthel, I would like you to make insight checks, please. And yeah. uh, go ahead, Xander, make a deception check. Oh, fuck. Okay. You're an idiot. We already knew this. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so, that deception oh, is going to be a 24. And you wanted wow. me to make a what check? Insight. Uh, insight check. <laughs> Basically, you have okay. to meet. Seventeen. You have to meet. Yeah, you had to meet Elliot's twenty-four to be able to not believe that that's what he means. I mean, I mean Xander. <clears throat> I rolled a two. <laughs> Regardless, both of you, both of you, um, believe that he's saying what he means and that he wants to go to Morty. Uh, I think Kosef, you would know that he's lying. Okay. Just on based on the last conversation you had. Um, right. But as far as you can tell, Anthel and, and Aziza, that's what Xander wants to do. I'm in the middle of a fight, and he's fucking around. I don't and like who's it. Who's negative one? Uh, I was. One? Go ahead. <sighs> All right. But wait, wait, what, what was um what was Marius's reaction to my deception lie? She, she pauses at Aziza and she's going to see, I think she's going to see what Aziza does. And she, you'd be able to maybe read that a bit on her body language. She would just like stand up straighter, act kind of out of an attack pose, maybe turn her head a little toward Aziza. Like, well, Anthel, go ahead. (laughs) I mean, I totally believe what he just said though, right? 
Oh, but, I yeah. mean, but I totally you do. But I don't agree with it at all. Then you better act on that or <laughs> uh, do something. I mean, I'm in the middle of this. I'm in the middle of this fight with the orc, so I'm just going to continue. I'm going to attack no. the orc. I'm going to use my bonus to rally Sal so I can give her some extra health. Okay. Um. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, go ahead and use one of your superiority dice. Give her some extra health. Okay. Five plus my charisma is one, oh, wow. so six. Okay, the last hit that she took, uh, it, it kind of like smooths out on her skin, and and she. It's not. It's not a heal. It's a rally. I'm more like. I'm more like. Pull yourself together. <laughs> she 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 hears you, and she stands up a lot straighter, and and she has the same look on her face that she had when you guys fought that lizard together. Yes, exactly um, what I wanted. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you go go ahead and attack the orc. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Natural fucking twenty. Yeah, you. That's a that's double damage. Go ahead. Okay, so fourteen. Okay, I'll give you the option to either strike him down and to kill, or to maim and basically stop. <laughs> right now, you would think that. Xander just turned against you guys, and that the orc would also want the same thing to go. Yeah, not I mean, to I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill him because I'm gonna be, kill him. I'm gonna look to all of them like we do what we fucking came here to do, sort of thing. You know? Yeah. How do you so, want to do this? As I bring down my my sword, basically like a hammer, right on his shoulder, I'm going to drag my sword across his shoulder where it was across his throat. And just bleed out all through his neck. You you cut into his, his neck around the armor. He goes to his knees, and that's basically as tall as you are. Like, you <laughs> had to reach up to do this. The thick, dark blue blood is, like, spilling out all over, and he, and he leans back uh, back toward where the goblinoids are and, and collapses. Woo! <laughs> Who's the zero? Oh, that was Aurelian? That was, um... Uh, Aziza. Yeah. Zero. That was... That was Aranda. Arulian is with you guys. Okay, that's what I was confused about. Who's Zero? Z- Aziza? I was, yep. You also think that Xander's gonna betray you, and I think you would see that, like, Arulian and Kosov are behind them, are behind Xander, like, standing behind him. Mm-hmm. Marius is in front of you. Right. Blanchette's to your right at the captain's door. Anthel just downed the orc. Right. Let me see who else is on the mutiny team currently. Charity and Silas attacking Sal. Yeah, how are the other people? Charity and Silas are basically sword on sword against Sal. Okay, I will cast Firebolt at Marius. Okay, make a ranged spell attack. Wait, can you do that that close? Hang on, wait a second. Because <laughs> you were far away before, but this is a ranged spell attack. Yeah, it's a ranged attack. So you'll get disadvantage uh, because... You if do, I do that? Yeah, because she's close, closer than five feet. Like, she's five feet away from you, or less. So any ranged attack that close will have disadvantage. She's distracted by me talking to her about stopping the mutiny. Right. I agree with that. How do you want to resolve that? <laughs> Who's the DM here? Uh, I think I think like if Azizo wants to do something tricky, I'm gonna give her an opportunity to do that. But it's still a ranged spell attack, and she would still get disadvantage. Okay. Like it doesn't matter if your target is holding still, not looking at you. If they're close and you're trying to throw something at them, that's awkward. So 
Can I change my plan? Too late to change plans? Yeah, I think you can, yeah. You meant to. Go ahead and change it. Um, so I have a question about one of two options. Can I use my quarterstaff, since she's distracted, to hit her off the boat because technically her back was towards the uh, ocean? We're not, we're not that you, close, though. I am that close to her. You are that close to her, but you both are not that close to the water's edge. Okay. You would actually be the the one who is closer. Like you're facing, you're angled like if the boat of uh, the top of the boat was north, mm. you're facing like southwest, and she's facing like northeast, kind of at an angle. So she's like actually further in toward the deck than you are. Okay, then I'm gonna do. And you got you're probably five five ish feet from that edge, maybe a little more. Okay, plan B then. I'm going to cast darkness. Okay, it's already night, um, and so it's already starting to really get dark as the sun as the sun has been going down during this fight. But let me take a look at the area on that because that's not it's significant. It's a 15 foot radius sphere. What does that do? So basically, nobody <laughs> can see through it except for me. <laughs> So we all go blind. Oh god. <laughs> uh yeah, um you you absolutely do. There's no check for it. From a point you choose. So where do you want to where do you want to fill a 15-foot sphere radius? You could encompass like you and Anthel and maybe Charity, but not Sal and uh Silas. Um you could just encompass Sal, Silas and Charity over over on the far right from where you are on the left side of the deck. You could cast it back toward the middle of the deck. You can cast it on on you, wherever you want. Okay, so I'm going to cast it... Um, hold on. I don't think you see through it. Uh, I think I do. I don't think do you so. Have, I do think you have so dark do. vision or anything? I do have dark vision. Yeah, but it's dark. It's not like that. It's like Peruvian darkness powder from Harry Potter. It's like fucking dark. Here, let me look. <laughs> it's in the name, Mark. <laughs> Pull yourself together. <laughs> A creature with dark vision can't see through this darkness. Yeah, you can't see through it either. It's it's like right, but then like a, what is like, the advantage of it to me? Like they wouldn't because you could put it on somebody else, so you could sneak by, sort of thing. Yeah, you could put it wherever the fuck you want within sixty feet away away from you. Like okay, you could reach all the way down towards where basically where where Xander's like coming down the stairs. You could you could put it on top of them. You could put it on the goblins. You could put it up on the crow's nest. Like, you can put it wherever you want, like a 15-foot sphere of darkness. And they wouldn't know necessarily it was happening. They wouldn't know how much darkness is there until they got out of it. Okay. So now I have the question of, is she going to attack me again, or is she not? If she's going to attack me again, then I want to put it on me, or her, I, I will say. let you make an... I, I, I know the answer to that. I will make... I will let you make an insight check to tell if... To tell what she's going to do next. She saw... Marius saw me kill the orc, right? Yes. So I rolled a 13. You're not sure what she's gonna do. Okay. So I cast darkness on her. Okay, so that means you would also be enveloped in the darkness. Yes, I would. So she can't fucking see anything. You can't fucking see anything. She is next. She's... uh, Anybody else won? No? Okay. And she lunges out at you with disadvantage with uh, her sword. Uh, Does the 13 hit? Um, you still have that ward, right? I do still have blade ward. Yeah, so the damage would be halved, but it's a matter of hitting. Or oh, yeah. Does, it, does the 13 hit you? Uh, against my armor class? Yeah. No, because I'm a 14. Okay, yeah. You, oh! you, like, you cast darkness. She couldn't see. She would have hit you if it wasn't dark. 
Uh, you you feel the wind of a blade go past your face. Holy shit! How long does um, darkness last? It lasts. It lasts for as long as she wants concentration. So as long oh, as she doesn't cast another spell. Um, yeah, concentration up to ten minutes. Yeah, it can last up to ten minutes. Wow. Game time. That's a lot. Sal backs up toward you, Anthel, and Charity and and Silas look um at you and Bubba, who's who's like standing next to you now, Anthel. Uh, down, next to the downed orc. Charity reaches out to Bubba and says, Honey, stop. Let's just go make money. Why do we have to do this? And Bubba goes, No, this is wrong. Charity looks to you, Anthel, and she's like, Why, why are you doing this? Why this loyalty? We'll take you to Rooklyn afterwards. There are greater things at stake. Okay, I think that... um, I think we're out of combat at this point as like Elrulian, Kosif, and... Xander come down, and the darkness is, like, on top of Marius, and she says, uh, Dispel this! Dispel this! Promise that you are going to take us to Rooklyn. She's like, I'll do no such thing! And she starts swinging around wildly. (laughs) I'll let you back up out of the darkness if you want to. Yeah, I will back up out of the darkness, but she can stay there. I have ten minutes. (laughs) Yeah, no, you you back up, and she's kind of swinging around, and she's, like, reaching out in your direction, but she's headed towards the the right front stairs of the top deck, and this sphere of darkness is, like, moving weirdly around her. She moves toward it. Elrulian strides up to you, Aziza, and holds out her sword, and she's like, I know you're hurt. I'll gut you if you don't dispel this. (laughs) So I, can I, can I make a move here? Uh Uh-huh. We're out of combat. Okay, so I'm going to move up behind Illyrian and say you will do no such thing with my rapier to her back. Um, okay. <laughs> this is like in Pirates of the Caribbean when they all pull their guns on each other and they're just standing there. Silas, <laughs> the pale elf man who is attacking Sal, turns and runs around the other side of the box away from you. Does he pass me? No, he was the first, like him and Charity were the furthest away. Okay, okay. Uh, you and the orc were kind of more towards the middle where the mast was. And he, he runs around um, the back of the, the big crate. Do you all, in this moment of like frozen tension, seeing what people are going to do, you hear him, like maybe it gets a little awkward because of how long you guys are all just like <laughs> listening to him, like tap, 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 like running down the deck and then tap, 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 like, up the stairs. <laughs> Kosif. You'd be the one to look back because you'd have a sight, like line of sight to where he was. Okay. And he like pulls something out of his his robes, throws it, and, and some white powder comes off of his hands as he throws it at the steering wheel. You see ropes shoot out from his hands like he got uh, he got into some of the magic powder that was from the goblinoids. Okay. So he... And... He's tying up the helm? He's tying the wheel. Yeah. And you all feel this lurch... As the boat turns to the right, I'd like you all to make dexterity saving throws to keep on your feet. Easy. Ooh, nat 20. Who did this again? You stay on your feet, Aziza. Uh, Silas, he's a pale elf. Okay, you guys yeah, met yeah, him yeah. very briefly. I also keep my concentration on the darkness. Yeah, absolutely. 21. 11. Yeah, Xander, you lose your footing, and you go down. Yeah, strips moving to the right, so your body stays to the left because of inertia. You you go down onto your elbows. Ilias sees you and lunges at Aziza um, and misses because that doesn't meet your armor class. Aziza, I'll let you make it. I'll let you do a thing, and anybody else who made the saving throw, I'll let you do a thing. Anthel, did you? I I got a ten. I rolled really poorly. 
All right, you also fall to your knees. Fuck. It's my knees, though. Not not as bad as it could have been. Right. Um, <laughs> I think, yep. Okay, so Bubba also lost his footing. Um, Blanchette, who's also up on there, he lost his footing. Aziza stays standing, and Marius, uh, the, 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 with the black orb around her, also stays standing. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, uh, Aziz, I'll give you a chance to do something. Uh, Kosef, I'll give you a chance to do something. <sighs> the boat has just turned a hard turn to the right. Are they still pretty close together? Who? Uh, Aziza and Marius. I have backed out of the darkness, so I'm watching Marius. They're more than seven and a half feet apart because uh, this 15-foot sphere is around Marius. Right. I don't know if just I can hit her with something. If Actually, I can't. Because I can cast magic missile. Are you gonna Are you gonna throw something? Elrulian just lunged for you with her sword and missed. She's still standing. Oh yeah, shit. So you wanna you wanna do something, Kosef? Do you wanna do anything? Yeah. Hold on, let me pull up my spell that I'm thinking of. Well, she's look, looking at that. I'm just gonna head up to where Silas is. I wanna call him Silas really badly. Silas. I just like go up and I look at him like I'm like really like. We can just cut the ropes. Like, what is that going to do? You see him stand up at the top of this, the deck at the back on the right. Um, between you is, like, Kel's body <laughs> on the on the floor at the bottom of the stairs. Mm-hmm. And he just looks at you and shakes his head. He says, we need to go there. He says it just so you can hear it. Hmm. Kosef, you'd make tons of money. I don't really care what your goals are. I really want to know. Well... I can still get to Morty regardless, even if we stop in Brooklyn, so it doesn't really matter to me. He, he shrugs. Um, Aziza, what do you do? I would like to cast Magic Missile at, so I think I get three, so I'm going to cast all three at Marius. Thank you, Mars. Take control. <laughs> the tension's real. Okay, so I think that's... Uh, so that's 12 total? Yep. Right as you throw these out, the black sphere vanishes. Marius's eyes go wide as the three bolts silently hit her chest. She takes a couple of stumbling steps back and hits the back of the, the low rails of the deck and falls backward. And after just a half a second, you hear a splash. <laughs> uh, so it's like it's dark, it's night, and kind of a kind of a fog that has has hit you guys as this is happening. Elrulian says no, and then she says, "What are you doing?" And then she she turns back toward uh, Xander and goes, "You were lying." And Charity says to her, "Give it up, Elrulian. It's it's over. We're not going. We lost." I say, "End this. End this madness." All of you make a perception check. Ooh. Oh, good. I'm going to actually get something out of this. <sighs> 14. <laughs> 17. I have a 13. 13 for me as well. Okay, 14 and up. Damn it. You feel the boat shift slightly. Hmm. And then you feel it two more times beneath your feet. Seems like a good sign. Like, when you say shift, as in, like, changing course or, like, rocking back and forth or, like, we hit something on the ground. Or, like, hitting a reef. Like a big vibration that, that has come up from the water. It doesn't feel like a, it doesn't feel like a scrape. It feels like a thud 
that's subtle and comes from below you. Okay. The Kraken! Ooh. <laughs> On reflex, I want to run to the bow to the front of the ship and like peer in, try and peer into the water and see if I can see anything. What is it? You don't know. Do you run up the top deck or you just lean over the side? No, but I can watch him run to the front of the boat. I run so to I... the front. Yeah. What is it? Okay, so you run all the way up the deck and you passed um, where Marius had fallen off and where Aziza and Elrulian look stunned at you as you as you climb up the deck and you look over. And you look down and you see a couple of flashes down below. And it looks like some, uh, some of the moonlight shined up off of something below you that was moving very fast in the water. Mm, some kind of sea creature, possibly. It probably won't bother us, though. It's unlikely. <laughs> oh, my God. With a laugh like that, little sarcastic. it's going to attack us. Oh, when Kostas uh, gives little sarcastic remarks. I was just <laughs> serious in character. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> We're not a tasty-looking treat. Yeah, I, I'm going to let you guys... Uh, I think he... Like, do you do anything? Do you let anybody know, Kosef? <laughs> I run to where he did to look over. Uh-huh. Yeah, you do. You're looking down into the water. And I see nothing, right? Not the moment. Okay, so then I back away. <laughs> if they're distracted, can I try to, like, grapple... Like, get up and grapple a Rulian to, to, like, try to defuse the situation now that, like, Marius is gone, and a couple people have died. You can you can try to disarm her. What kind of check do you want to make to do that? Can I try, like, sweeping her? Like, am I, like, on my... Am I pronated? Am I lying on the ground? Or kind of what's my situation since I fell off? Yeah, both both of you are basically on your knees, and so if you you both can act, but it would happen at the same time, I think. So... Okay. Anthel, what do you... I would like to make an athletics check of some sort. Okay, go ahead and make one. And meanwhile, Xander, what are you doing? I'm going to try tackling Lurina... At her knees, or whatever her name is. At her knees. Okay, make an athletics check. 23. Uh, An 11. Anthel and Xander lunge at a ruling at the same time, and she's surprised by this. And I think that Anthel gets hers first, and Anthel's elbow, like, hits Xander in the face because he's slower. (laughs) Just slightly slower. (laughs) knocks the anthel knocks the sword out of Aurelian's hand and pins her and then shortly after like a dog pile uh, xander's <laughs> on top on top of them both hey teamwork uh, holding them down and i think at that point anthel you're like oh he was lying <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys hear hear a thump under like all of you this time feel a thump deep beneath you blanchette goes see demons and he runs back into the cabin oh fuck i think Charity runs over to Bubba and grabs his hand and says, come on, we have work to do. And they both run and they both start climbing the mast to pull a sail down. I'm going to yell out because I'm not smart enough to look myself, I don't think. I'm going to be like, how close are we to land of any form? <laughs> you yell that out like, and uh, Bubba, as he's climbing up, he's like, at least a day. Oh, fuck. Even like an island? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are there still ropes on the steering wheel? Uh-huh. And Silas is still up there, and you guys are aimed at Morty right now. Okay. So I run towards the towards the steering wheel. So like, are we all are we all on the same side now that like I Aulian is like pinned? I mean, like... she probably would stop struggling now that you've got the upper hand. I don't think she would think this was a good idea. Um, but Charity has given it up to help Bubba and the sales because there's more pressing matters. Yeah. Um 
Silas is still up on the back deck. I think that's the only person who who's really opposing you right now. I'm just guessing that Anthel's probably big enough to handle Lurian on its own, so I'm going to be sneakily following Aziza up there, but on the opposite stairwell, and after she goes up. Silas w- was looking down at Kosif, uh, Kel between them. You could go around, you could like untangle yourself and go around the other side of the crate, and that would be the way you'd be unseen. That's what I'm going to have to do. Okay, so you're going to go around the mast and the crate uh, between that's between you and the back deck to go around. Basically, if you're looking top down on the boat, if the top's up, it'd be the left side of the boat. And you run down as, uh, who's running? Oh, oh that's right, Kosef went ran up the deck. So who wants to act? I'll let you guys do whatever you want. Okay, I have a quick question. The captain's still locked in his quarters, right? Yep. Okay. I'm hoping to intimidate Alurian to be like, don't move, and I'm going to like try to get, like, knock on the captain's door to try to get his attention because he probably knows what to do in this circumstance. I think you could drag her over there if you wanted to. That would be even better. Like in a headlock okay. or something? Yeah. Yeah, so you like <laughs> wrestle her to her feet and you've got like her in an arm bar or like a, like you've got her hand up behind her back and you like pound on the captain's door. Yes. Captain! The fighting's over. Get out here. Like you hear from the thing. Go away. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he really is useless. I'm gonna go ahead and, um, yeah, why do you think they wanted a mutiny? <laughs> go ahead and make a stealth check, Xander. Ugh. Oh my gosh. I wish you would have let me pick stealth because that was a nine. What? I was letting you get stealth. No, 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 no. I mean, like, when I was leveling up and able to choose proficiency and something else, he specifically told me no extra stealth. Yeah, because it was, your statin is insane. Insane. I didn't want you to go up another three. Yeah, you're right. So you rolled a nine total? Yeah. Okay, all right. You, Silas hears you come up and he intercepts you between you and the wheel. I'll let you act. I'm going to stab him. Yeah, make an attack roll. Okay. Oh, man. That's going to be 14. He is an accomplished swordsman and uh, <laughs> oh, his, his, rapier, his rapier crosses yours. He makes an attack back. Does 17 hit your armor class? Yeah, it does. Okay. Cuts you on on the arm um, twice and hits you for eight damage. Oh, crap. Do I do I see this? Um, No, you're knocking on the door, but Kosef sees it. Kosef and uh, Ziza both see it because they're on opposite decks up high. <laughs> they can do something if they want to. Okay. I'll cast Firebolt at Solus. Okay. Yeah, I think it's just long enough to, to reach all the way over there. Go ahead and make an attack roll. A ranged attack roll, Ziza. 19. Yeah, that that hits. Yeah, as you guys are doing this, um, I think Charity and Bubble are, like, pulling ropes and, and opening sails and things. Okay, so that's a 9. The ship's taking up speed. Um, yeah, so you hit him for 9. Um, and the firebolt goes all the way across, strikes him in the in the side, as and, like, blasts around him as he's facing Xander. Xander, I think you can have an opportunity to tackle him and get under his sword. Okay, I'm going to do that. Is that going to be an athletics check, or what type of check is that going to be? Yeah, I think it'll be. I think it is going to be an, an athletics check. That's going to be fourteen. Let's see if he can. Okay, he untangles himself from you um, and, and is grabbing onto you just as much as you're grabbing onto him, and you guys are like laying on your side, <sighs> struggling for control. Um, the boat is still turned, and you guys feel 
another few thumps coming up from underneath the I boat. I wonder if he was the one that was, like, trying to get us to the evil people. To get us where? What? To, like, the evil demons that we're running into. I wonder if he was, like, an accomplice. I think I'm gonna give you... I'm gonna give you guys one more opportunity to try to fix the wheel before I do something. I am going to... I have an idea. Where is the goblin chieftain? In the crate. And he's... They've... Like, there's some goblinoids who have been watching attentively to this. And, okay. and the goblin king would be one of them. Okay. So I yell at the goblin chieftain and I'm like, remove the ropes! The ropes? In goblin, actually. The ropes for what? Around the wheel. The magic ropes. The magic ropes, oh, because okay. they were put right. there with magic, so theoretically the Goblin Chieftain has enough of the magic powder left to dispel it. Make a persuasion check. Twelve plus... He yells at you, why should I listen to you, strange well, it's demon? twelve <laughs> plus four, so I rolled a sixteen total. Okay, give, give, I s- give him a reason. Because otherwise you are all going to die. Mars, you should totally use the stone. He looks curious at curiously at you i'm not sure that he like believes you but he's gonna do what you said and and he like waddles over to the edge of the crate and around it you said it passionately that's all that matters (laughs) and and he looks up and he does this like gathering motion and i'm gonna give kosef a chance to stop him if kosef wants to god damn it oh no i'm okay with him doing what he's doing Okay. <laughs> All right, then that's good enough for me. So he he pulls off he pulls the ropes down, um, Kosov watching and Aziza convincing, and the boat stops hard turning and straightens back out. And I think that at this point, Anthel gets control of Silas. Xander, or Xander gets control of Silas. You guys take Silas and Elrulian down into a couple of rooms that have a lock on the outside for this very purpose. And you guys gain control of the ship. <gasps> but there's still a thumping. Did Bubba and Charity get the sail down Yeah, th- by this point? They've gotten several of the sails back in action. They've been running around the, the ship by themselves. So are we up to speed yet? How fast are we going? Yeah, you're, we going, you're going full speed at, 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 the, at the ship's full speed, which, I mean, it's like, it's like 30 miles an hour or something. It's not crazy, but... But they're, like, Charity isn't going to try to kill us anymore. No, no. Charity is gonna, like, stick with her husband. She she didn't have, like, she wasn't aggressive about it. She just wanted to stop and and go to the place that was gonna make them more okay. money. And obviously they're gonna have a long talk about that in the future. Um, <laughs> honey, we need to talk. <laughs> yeah, I think you guys gain control back of the ship and you point it... Kosev. You point it back toward... Rook Glen. To the Rook Glen area. Go ahead, go ahead, Aziza. Kosev. Yes. You were a sailor. What did you do when this happened? When... Wait, when we were trapped by magical ropes and attacked by a giant sea beast? When you, previously, being a sailor, have you ever experienced one of these? Thump. Yeah, one of those. Thump. (laughs) Fuck. I have not had personal experience with this. Go take the wheel. I don't know. I'll steer the ship to Brooklyn, but I can't promise anything else. Grant, how long would it take take the Xander to get to the bottom of the ship? So I ready myself. Start... <laughs> it would take Xander probably ten seconds to run all the way down to the bottom of the ship. Okay, like I'm talking like to the hole and everything like that. Yeah, you mean like into the ship. Right. Uh-huh. Okay, so I'm gonna run down to the very bottom of the ship. 
Oh my god, I can't believe this. Okay, you're to the very bottom? <laughs> Without running anywhere else? Oh, so I'm running down to the bottom of the ship, and then I'm gonna yell, or then I'm gonna say see-through. Okay. Um, are you telling any of us? You see, he, you see him run down the thing, and you scramble down flights of stairs, you jump over flights of stairs, down several decks. You run down until you can get to the very bottom, and there's like crates and things around you. You put your fist to the floor, and say see-through, and below you, the ocean opens up. Uh, it's probably pretty disconcerting at first, but but there's enough light. <laughs> and deep below, you see two figures moving in formation, swirling around a, a, in a wide circle. Uh, and are they, like, how close are they to the ship? They look like vultures circling, and they... It's hard to tell how far away they are because you're not sure how big they are. Okay. Fuck. But you can see, like, a wave in the water that pulses up from them, and as soon as it reaches the ship, you feel that thump. Oh, no. Okay. What do you do next? I'm going to run upstairs, and I'm going to tell everybody what I just saw. As you're running up, you feel a, that communication come from Hecuba deep within you, and you just feel one concept come. I go to Hecuba. Uh, you <laughs> slide to a halt, turn down the corridor, slam open a door. Um, I think Tam is like leaning into a bucket, <laughs> and Hecuba. Hands holds out her hand and holds out the green gem to you. Okay. Do you take it? I do take it. Okay, you take it. I ask, what do you want me to do with this? She's like, go back up deck. And she looks worried. Okay. You see her running back up? And then who do I give it to? Um, I don't think you, she told you that, or, or you wouldn't have felt that. You just took it, and you're running up. The green gem tells you what you want, right? They tell, or where yes. To go. So it so guides you as you get closer to where you need to be, even if you're not sure yourself, actually. Um, it will add or it will subtract sides from itself. So where do you want to go? You have to want to go to Brooklyn. Right now, I think he's wanting to go up deck. And so as you're running up deck, it's like losing sides in your hand as you're holding it. <laughs> That's really cool. And as you're approaching the last set of stairs, uh, you all feel this horrible uh, explosion and ripping. And something comes up from the bottom of the deck through the boat, through the center of the boat, and bursts out near the top right as uh, Xander's like coming up onto the deck and knocks anybody near the front mast to the side as a thinned green and blue armored bronze dragon bursts up through the deck oh, breaking fuck. the front mast the main mast and putting a giant hole in the middle of the ship are we sinking? Oh, we're dead I think that's where we're going to end this episode. <laughs> what? With that cliffhanger? <laughs> I thought you said Get we were getting here. off the boat. Yeah. I know, that's what you I are. thought. Well, apparently we're getting <laughs> off the boat and into the water. You are getting off the boat into now. Into the water. <laughs> he rolled a 24 with his deception check. Oh, God. 
<laughs> this is terrible. Uh. If you enjoyed this very soon-to-be sea-salt-soaked adventure and you'd like to support us, you can go visit us at patreon.com slash cauldronjuice. And if you'd like to sip even more of our juicy secrets, you can go to cauldronjuice.com or just look for us on the web. Thanks for listening.